This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Inflation continuing to surge. Levels not seen since the 1980s. Let's find out about it. Josh Shapiro is here, chief U.S. economist at New York-based economic and market consulting firm MFR, Inc. Uh, Josh, what do we have here? 6.8%. I mean, by any measure, it's significant inflation. Yeah, we have very high inflation. It's really been concentrated so far on the, the good side, merchandise side. Uh, due to the supply chain disruptions and everything that we all know about. Uh, I think the real fear is that it spills into the service sector because of what's happening on the wage side. What happens in the uh, the aftermath of the inflation? What I mean by that is at some point we'll get infl- inflation under control. It'll be back to normal levels. And yet those price increases that we've been experiencing, they're they're still there. They're still a part of the economy. Yeah, well, I mean, unless they get unwound, which I, I would tend to doubt. I, I think it eats into people's purchasing power. It's clearly you're seeing the, the negative influence in, in, in sentiment and confidence surveys. People are citing cost of living and, and lower lower standards of living because of the inflation we're seeing. Uh, it, it's harmful. And I think that, you know, the Federal Reserve is, is going to act much sooner than they thought they were going to have to act and probably a lot more aggressively uh, to, to get a grip on this. And uh you know, what that does to financial markets is anyone's guess at this stage. What is it that finally stops this inflation cycle? I mean, is it the supply chain finally getting back to normal, more complicated than that? Well, I think that on the good side, it's mostly the supply chain you know, healing and, and that some of the, the artificial demand that, that's been created by the huge stimulus and also just a bounce back from, from depressed conditions. I think, again, I think that, that what we really have to pay a close attention to is the service side of the economy, which is really very sensitive to labor costs, and and we need to we need people to re-enter the labor market. We need we need that 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 to change because right now the demand for labor is way stronger than the supply. We're seeing wages bid up, and eventually service companies are going to have to raise, start raising prices, and and that's about three quarters almost of, of of price indices. So if you start seeing inflation accelerate noticeably in the service sector. You've got a big problem, bigger than we have right now. Thanks so much for the insight. That is Josh Shapiro, chief U.S. economist at New York-based economic and market consulting firm MFR, Inc. Meta is the company formerly known as Facebook. They're releasing a free app all designed to bring people to its version of what's being called the Metaverse. To find out more about it, we welcome Scott Kessler, VP Global Lead at Third Bridge, based in New York. Uh, Scott, for people who aren't aware, you, you first off have to help us understand what is a Metaverse. <laughs> Well, thanks a lot, Cisco. Uh, I think the way to think about what the metaverse is, is it is a collection of virtual worlds. So I think a lot of people are probably familiar with them in a slightly different context, and those being um, 
video games, let's say. So something like a Fortnite or um, a Roblox. Those are very popularized games that typically have appealed to a younger demographic. Uh, this is taking that concept and really blowing it up in a big way. So you're literally online in, in, in this universe where you can do everything you can do in the real world, maybe even more. And so people get into this, they just spend hours and hours living this alternate life. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the concept. And uh, look, I mean, Meta, formerly Facebook, they renamed the entire company uh, so they can more appropriately orient around this concept of the metaverse and virtual reality. Um, and so they're investing literally billions and billions of dollars in building this out. I think what's really important to understand is um, Meta has indicated this year alone uh, their um, profits will be reduced by $10 billion because of the spending and investment uh, that's going into their efforts around the metaverse more generally. And so there's obviously far more to come from them and a lot of other players because they see uh, the possibility here. They've talked about uh, hopefully reaching a billion users um, within the next decade or so. And when you're talking about ways to make money here, because that's obviously why they're doing it, uh, I'm trying to think of how that works. You know, advertising in the metaverse, uh, people, people buying products in the metaverse. I mean, how do they make money on this? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's an important question, right? So I think initially they're not going to be making money. This is going to be, as I talked about, you know, a massive build-out. I think when you consider monetization, there are a lot of ways to consider it. And by the way, this is one of the first ways that Meta is connecting what they're doing from, say, uh a social media, social networking perspective, social technology perspective, and connecting it with the Oculus company and offerings that they acquired in 2014. At this point, you can only access um, this particular virtual reality offering, Horizon Worlds, um, using um, their um, Oculus offering. So that's really important to keep in mind. So when you think of it, you think of it in the context of experiencing it um, with a headset, largely. Monetization can go in a number of different ways. I think about things like uh, entertainment. I think about um, people looking to outfit um, their avatars in the metaverse, whether it's with you know, a pair of Nike sneakers or a a cool pair of, of sunglasses. And by the way, Meta has actually been developing um, sunglass technology, eyeglass technology um, that will allow people to uh, experience virtual reality in these contexts out a headset. Um, and then, of course, there are other monetization opportunities, whether it's learning, whether it's taking this to the workplace. Um, so there are a lot of possibilities. Right now, it's just building the infrastructure so that people can kind of imagine how they would go about both doing things in the metaverse and then, of course, companies monetizing accordingly. Thanks for all the insights, Scott Kessler, VP Global Lead at Third Bridge. The best daily deal in Chicago, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Mayor Lightfoot calling on Chicago businesses to hire more security guards as part of the effort to keep their stores safe. 
Let's discuss crime and its impact on the city. Greg Hines, columnist at Crane's Chicago Business. Uh, Greg, do we know how these stores are responding to a request for them to do more to keep their stores safe? Uh, well, uh, we know how the head of the Retail Merchants Association responded uh, in a uh, in an interview with the Sun Times this morning, and in an interview with us a little bit later today. He pretty much said, "Hey, uh, uh, quit asking us to do everything, City of Chicago, and do your job. Uh, get get the security out. We already spent a ton on security, uh, but uh, we can't operate stores if we have to if we have to have somebody individually eyeball each person before they enter the store. Nobody's going to want to going to want to." shop in that situation. What we need is police who are doing their job and a mayor who uh, who does a better job of controlling endemic uh, thievery. Almost thinking that you'd almost have to have some sort of a, a police strike team or something, right? That they could move in quickly if something was going on because you can't have cops in every store. Well, this is there's so many dimensions of this, Cisco. We could probably talk about an hour and a half. Uh, part of, but part of it is, yeah, strike force might might uh, might do it. Uh, broader social changes that, that discourage people from doing this kind of thing might do it. Uh, State's Attorney Kim Fox uh, perhaps ought to take a look at her policy of not prosecuting, shoplifting. It's the value of the goods stolen. It's less than a thousand dollars. Some people think that's made it worse. Uh, she said otherwise, but maybe not. Um, uh, but uh, and, and some of it is that it's just. This is different than the kind of street crime that uh, that uh, a lot of Chicago kids uh, get into for good or bad. Uh, a lot of this is just a different level of organization. It's almost a high level, very sophisticated crime. Uh, uh, gang thing that somebody from outside his argument said. Uh, there's been some steps. The Attorney General of Illinois has gotten involved. The U.S. Attorney's Office has gotten involved, but uh, whatever it is, it ain't enough. And the, you have a mayor, and you write about this, Ukraine's. You, you have a mayor very serious about income inequality. She She's pushed hard to fix it. She's working hard. Uh, are, we, are we seeing any benefits of that yet? Is it too early? Because I'm thinking that was supposed to deter crime. Well, everybody who has a job who didn't have a job is a success, and every kid who 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 sees some hope and decides to put his or her nose to the grindstone and get the get the high school degree and maybe go to college and then get a job that all helps. Uh, but uh, but uh, that that's a long term solution, as you kind of suggest correctly, Cisco. In the short term, uh, crime rates in the city have just gone crazy uh, in the last uh, in the last recent period, uh, particularly murders, uh, shooting incidents, and, and carjackings, which is the, which is the one that's really caught the people's imagination. And it may be that the people who live on the north and west sides now are, are kind of seeing up close and personal in a way they hadn't before uh, what life has been like on the south and west sides and uh, maybe that's necessary to get a, a real solution to the problem but people right now are scared businesses are reluctant to, to move and expand here i just anecdotally am hearing chatter all the time now about people i don't want to i'm afraid to come into chicago i don't want to shop maybe i don't want to put my company there or whatever uh ultimately if they don't get a handle on the crime it'll undo all the other good that's being done on the equity side Thanks so much. Always good to get insight from Greg Hines. You read him online and in print at Crane's Chicago Business. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Markets are higher in spite of the inflation report as it's nearly 7% in November. The Dow up 119, NASDAQ up 62, and the S&P up 29 points. Let's see what's going on. Jim Awad is here, Senior Managing Director at Clearstead Advisors, LLC, based in New York. Jim, what do you make of what you're seeing on Wall Street today? 
Well, it's a surprisingly positive reaction, uh, both in the equity markets and more surprisingly in the fixed income markets where interest rates actually went down. And it says the following, that this number was as, as expected, uh, that it did not get worse, that it might be cresting, and the market for the moment is buying into the scenario that the Fed is going to raise interest rates three times next year, and that will be enough to make this uh, uh, inflation episode uh, dissipate somewhat, uh, not back to the 2% level that we were experiencing, but maybe back down to 3%. And the market can live with 3% inflation with an economy that's growing at um, uh, at 3 or 4% and profits growing at 8 or 9%. So that's the reaction so far. The risk is that we get to next spring, and in fact, there is no rollover of inflation, and the markets have to uh, revisit uh, the assumption that three interest rate increases will be enough. Does the the inflation rate, and, and we've obviously had a lot of it, does that at all uh, change how we view earnings, given the fact that you have companies reporting earnings that are pretty good, and yet inflation eats into those earnings in real terms well, just about every day? Well, uh, so far... Uh, Profit margins have not been shrinking. Uh, in fact, uh, in many cases, they've been expanding, and companies seem to have pricing power because demand is so strong. So we're not at the point now where you have that endemic kind of inflation you had in the 70s where it feeds on itself and continues to accelerate and distorts the financial data. We're, we're, we're simply not there yet, but the real test will be the second half of 2022. Okay, so what threats do you see out there? I mean, uh, the market seems to be holding up okay, even with the volatility. What threats do you see that uh, might end up having things move downward? Well, you, you also you have the virus. Uh, that, that could get worse. You could get new variants. Uh, Omicron right now does not seem to be serious in terms of its uh, effects, but uh, that could change. Uh, you could have an international event uh, that takes us by, uh, uh, by surprise. Or you could have a situation where the Fed and, and the markets are dead wrong on uh, what it's going to take in terms of interest rate increases to make uh, uh, inflation start to recede from current levels in the second half of next year. And that's, that's really the challenge for the Fed, right? They, they really have to do something, and yet if they do the wrong thing or they underestimate, it, it could be rough. Well, I think that they, they know the gun is to their head, that they're behind the curve, uh, that they misread the inflation situation and believing that it was transitory. And I think that they're dead serious now not to lose their credibility. Uh, and so I think they will act if they have to act. But right now what you're going to see is the taper wind up by March. Uh, interest rate increases start in the April-May period. Uh, and then over next summer we'll get a much better feel uh, for whether uh, the tightening financial conditions and also don't forget fiscal conditions are going to be tighter next year because a lot of the stimulus, the government stimulus is going to, going to have worn off. So with tighter financial conditions, tighter fiscal conditions and the supply chain issues lessening, which they should, will all of that lead to a cooling of inflation in the second half of 2022? And that is the critical investment issue. I saw some of the airline stocks drop today. Are they just going to continue to struggle until either the pandemic is behind us or they, they get a sense there's a track record of people saying, I know there's a pandemic, but I'm still going to fly? Well, they have they have two problems, the airlines. First, they, they are suffering from cost and inflation increases. And secondly, that is the type of demand that can dissipate very quickly uh, based on most most recent uh, variant uh, uh, data. So they are, they are the ones that would experience 
uh, sudden uh, pr- uh, uh, vacation uh, deferrals, uh, business travel deferrals at a time when their costs are going up. So that that's not an industry I would put in the forefront of my investment choices at this point. Thanks so much. That's Jim Awad. He is Senior Managing Director at Clearstead Advisors, LLC. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Discussing the news affecting your money. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It is Entrepreneur Friday. This afternoon, we're focusing on the clothing business, including a launch during the pandemic. Daniel Bruce Weimer is joining us, founder of DB Menswear, based in Lake Barrington. Uh, Good to have you with us here. So uh, begin by telling us, it started as a clothing brand. It's now a retail location. But kind of give us a thumbnail sketch here of how you got this started. Sure. I uh, thanks for having me on. I started this company. It'll be eleven years uh, this month uh, with fourteen skinny ties. So uh, started with the skinny ties, and you know, just worked hard and kept reinvesting everything uh, into the into the into the line, and just expanded category after category after category, and um, jumped into the apparel a few years back. And, uh, yeah, so that kind of brings us up to date. In 2020, you open a retail location in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, that had to be kind of a white-knuckle operation. Yeah, you know, like uh, we, you had me on when I first opened up, and I, I saw the writing on the wall that eventually people were going to be back into stores and, and, and really looking to have that personal, that personal touch. And, and to be honest, I just it's had an overwhelming response from my, you know, residents in Lake Barrington and from Crystal Lake through Palatine. So it's just been it's just been overwhelming with uh, the positive energy I get from uh, the residents around here. We hear a lot about supply chain issues. Are you dealing with any of that? I guess just about everyone is. Yeah, you know, for my wholesale operation, I ended up just having to you know, bite the bullet and fly everything in. I mean, you know, it wasn't worth risking even six months ago. It just wasn't, you know, the writing was on the wall. There was going to be massive delays. And it's, you know, we're, we're talking from the production standpoint all the way through the logisticals that, um, you know, there's just a labor shortages and increase in cost. And it's been a real uh, uh, a shocker for a lot of brands. And what about staffing now, especially with a retail location? I'll bet that's been a challenge, too. Well, you know, I, I play it pretty close to the vest. I'm a one-man show, both for my wholesale and for my retail. So it just means a, a lot longer hours and, you know, uh, a lot of hard work. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, it's a lot of entrepreneurs. That's, that's how they make it work. Uh, so in uh, when you're talking about clothing, those, those you know, styles change all the time, but in the pandemic especially, you have people who move from more business, business casual, to, uh, you know, sweatpants, and now they have to figure out if they're going back to the office again. What is it like to navigate those changes, especially when they happen so quickly? Well, I think with a lot of the brands, they made that transition pretty quickly within the season of pandemic. So you have a lot of four-way stretch materials, and that includes denim, too. So... 
I think that they've just taken that into consideration and myself as well, that comfort is king. That's what they're focusing on. And, uh, you know, I, I see it bouncing back and trending, you know, not just from comfort, but also to uh, a business attire. Let's talk about uh, maybe one lesson learned here. I mean, we're talking to other entrepreneurs. I'm sure they'd be interested in a lesson learned, maybe something that uh, they can either do or not do. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's time. It's time and it's energy and it's a resilience that you have to have. You can't stop. You can't get down. You can't get sidetracked. You're going to make mistakes. Be prepared to make mistakes. It's the people who are successful are the people who learn from their mistakes. And that's, that's my advice is just, you know, you're going to make errors. So what? Everybody does. You learn from it and move forward. Yeah, just almost plan for it. Thank you so much. That is Daniel Bruce Weimer, founder of DB Menswear in Lake Barrington, Entrepreneur Friday. Investing 60 minutes each weekday toward planning for the future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Estate planning is a key to making sure the value of your home is effectively distributed to your children. We welcome Craig Bolanos, founding partner, chief executive officer at Wealth Management Group at Inverness and Downers Grove. Uh, Craig, talk about some of the risks here. If you don't do estate planning well, specifically talking about passing down your house to your kids, uh, what, what are some of the challenges if you don't do this right? Well, that's right. If you don't do it right, number one, you could end up having the children fight over the house. Number two, you could go through the process of probate. Number three, you could actually disenfranchise and lose certain tax benefits that are embedded from estate planning. And that's why when it comes to passing the family home, a beach house or a cabin in the woods, people need to get some competent legal advice and strategy. And so what's maybe the top thing that people need to know if they want to do this right, if they want to hand the house down without big taxes or other problems, what's the number one thing they should know? Okay, number one is remember this. How about Cisco, what not to do? Don't add your adult children to the title. There's a myriad of reasons you don't want to do that. One of those big reasons is, of course, if your adult children get sued, have a creditor issue, a bankruptcy, next thing you know, that attaches to your house, mom and dad, that you're currently living in. Number two, if you also add them to the title, there's a potential gift tax, a transfer for value. And number three, by adding them to the title, you're transferring bases and potentially eliminating what I call a step up in bases on the property when you pass away so those are some easy examples that's interesting okay so don't put them on the title or anything like that so if you do want to get in the house how do you do it well i think what we do first is this number one use your estate plan in using your estate plan, you can prepare a simple transfer on death deed. That'll move the title of the house to your adult children when you pass away and provide them a step up on bases and avoid probate. Number two, you could create a trust. You could place your home into your revocable living trust and accomplish the same thing. And number three, what I really encourage people to also consider is if you're trying to treat your children equally, it might just be better 
to get a plan in advance, to sell the family home outright, to prevent any of the emotional dynamics and squabbling, because odds are each of your adult children are in a different financial disposition, and selling the family home and spreading the proceeds sometimes is just the path of least resistance. What about just going straight out and just selling the house to the kids? Does that have pitfalls? I tell you what. There's nothing wrong if it's fair and everyone can agree on which child or maybe it's an only child wants to go ahead and purchase the house. Selling the property outright doesn't have any pitfalls as long as you're selling it for fair market value. But I think a great technique that people can use to transfer that home to the next generation is we call it seller financing because the adult child might not have the capital to purchase the home from mom and dad, but with seller financing, we can ease that transition and give mom and dad a consistent revenue stream that they would need to get retired. You say fair market value, so don't sell it to them for a dollar. That's what you're saying. Yes, you can't do that. Cisco, I know that was your plan to go ahead and sell your mansion on the lake to your adult kids for a dollar. Uh-uh. No, my the kids IRS are paying above market value. I don't know what you're talking about. If they want it, oh, they're going to pay. Oh, I love it. Yeah, you know, it, it, it is the holiday it. season, Cisco, please. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's Craig Bellano, founding partner, chief executive officer at Wealth Management Group. <laughs> We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.